gallery when you're looking at the share screen mode or we the little vertical boxes you you are three little vertical boxes to my right right now you're blocking an ad on song facts uh could you put mine on the left please (laughs) no wait hang on no (laughs) hang on i can only move all of you (laughs) i want to be right in the middle there's no such place (laughs) i knew at some point side side already (sighs) i'm not dude i feel attacked now people don't like people in the middle anymore Especially, We're just trying to find that balance. Especially Jimmy Eat World. <laughs> Who we're not covering on this week's episode of the Song Topsy Report. <laughs> it just oh, takes no, some time. Nobody stop it, mate. Where we dissect yes, bad, bizarre, or otherwise noteworthy music to figure out how it died. Oh, I'm your interrupting co-host, Steve Trollinger. I am Nick Brigadier. And I'm Mike Russell. And... Today we're gonna uh, have ourselves a we're gonna have ourselves a good old fashioned hoot nanny. By hoot nanny, I of course mean a listener sub- submitted episode that we occasionally do. Yeah, that's right, Steve. We got y'all sending in your favorite kind of bizarre or terrible music, and we are taking uh, a crack at them and, and digging in. Was there a Wild West theme that you guys discussed that I missed the boat on? Should I be dropping oh, more? Oh, I'm sorry. Nick, you didn't get the email from me. No, today. no, I did oh, not. Nick! I, did not. <laughs> I was like, Mike, you know what I'd really like this episode to be like? An episode of Yeehaw. And I was like, damn, that sounds like a good time, Steve. Let's do it. Nick's going to love it. And here I was thinking I needed to get off my high horse. Well, because horses were in the Wild West. Anyway, yes, today is a listener-submitted <laughs> episode. Uh, and no. it is part seven. Guys, this is the seventh listener-submitted episode we have done at this point. And I just obviously have to say thank you to all the listeners who have submitted. Um, we are. I'm very excited in that we are now getting listener submissions from new mediums that we didn't before. Because obviously you can email us at... Yeah. Email us at thesongtopsyreport at gmail.com. Uh, you can slide into our DMs on Twitter, Instagram, shoot us a Facebook message. But um, I think the last song we're covering today was actually sent to us via Instagram story. So, wow. That is that is right. Yeah, it's been unbelievable, Nick, with uh, all the ways that y'all listeners have been getting involved. It's been, it's been awesome. Sometimes you're a little too involved, but that's okay. <laughs> I've blocked most of you. <laughs> That's just because Steve's afraid to let anyone close to him. So, listeners, keep don't don't message the song tops of your report. Just go straight to your man Trollo on social media and just direct any questions or comments or just things on your mind to him specifically. And if he blocks your account, just make a new one with like one of those throwaway emails and just slip right back into those DMs. He's but still follow the song tops of your report on all of your fake accounts. We want more yes. subscribers. Uh, but I suppose we should actually get into what we came here to do, discuss uh, the songs that the listeners submitted. So the first song we're covering was sent to us by a listener, and I believe Mike has that? Yes, uh, Mike has it, and Mike sent it. It was uh, our, our good friend. Oh, I, I shouldn't even say good friend. He's uh, a good listener. He's uh, Mike. Uh, via Instagram, he sent us a little DM. <laughs> Mike Russell wants uh, it to be known, that listener, you are not our friend. Wait, well, I mean, we could be friends. Do, do I know? Oh, now, all right, hold on, Nick. I don't even know if I know this guy. I, <laughs> he could be a serial killer. <laughs> do you see the care we put into learning each and every one of you that that bothers to listen to this fucking thing that we do? But no, listener Mike sent us a song by a little band. I don't know if you guys have heard of them. Uh, Pink Floyd? No. Crickets, nope. nothing. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 up and coming. No, never uh, heard of them. <laughs> uh, they're up and coming. Uh, they've they've released a few songs, but the song that I've only ever heard of Red Herald. Yes, Steve. That's that's very... right. It took me that long to think of that. Uh, um, but the song that listener Mike submitted to us, I had not heard before, and I feel like unless you are a diehard Pink Floyd fan, you probably haven't heard it before, and that's probably because it's a terrible song. The song is called, and I quote. Several species of small furry animals gathered together in a cave and grooving with a pict. That's P-I-C-T. Now, if you're wondering what the song sounds like, uh, here's a little bit of the beginning. All right, I've immediately got 
got a problem with the song, Nick. What is your problem with this song already? Uh, ten seconds in. We got several species of furry animals. I'm hearing feathery animals. What are these birds doing here? These, bir- these birds aren't part of the band, right? I never thought that we would start this song by dissect by uh, discussing whether or not what or what constitutes a furry animal. Because you, are you saying that birds don't have some short little tufts of fur like in their wing area? They're not all oh. feathers. Nick, I thought I thought the golden rule was if you have any fur or hair, you're a mammal. Isn't that how it goes? No, I believe it's if you give birth to live young, you're a mammal. So what's a platypus then? It's an exception. Does it lay an? Does it lay an? It's an abomination. That's what it is. It, it, you're damn right. It lays eggs. It's the only egg laying mammal. Eggs. It lays eggs. It's poison. It shoots razor sharp barbs at you. I'm pretty sure. So you're saying, like a platypus? We could be hearing platypus bill quacking now. That would be okay. <laughs> but hearing chirping. Platypus, God's great joke. Them and Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> but you know what, Mike? I think you were a little premature. This is obviously what we just heard was an intro towards real music. So let's just listen to a little more until we get to that real music. Any second now. A lot of, lot of buildup here. But when that drop comes, a small horse has just entered the cave. Yeah, that's basically the entire song for the most part. Uh, There is some spoken word stuff at the end. But uh, this song was on Pink Floyd's, uh, I I believe it was their fourth album, um, Uma Guma. Uma Guma, yes. So it, it, it was a dual album, the first uh, side was essentially all live songs and the second side was original music but the way it worked was essentially each band member in Pink Floyd got to compose one song entirely on their own and what we are listening to right now was Roger Waters uh, contribution and the thing that's unique about it was he didn't just bring an audio recorder into the woods this is actually him making all of these sounds and he did them by uh, mixing the audio at various speeds and trying to make them sound as realistic as possible. Uh, what? He's yeah. certainly the Michael. He's certainly the Michael Winslow of psychedelic rock bands. Yes. So everything you're hearing, Mike, this is all Roger Waters. All right. I got a question for you, then, Nick. Yes. And Steve, whoever whoever's brave enough, comfortable answering this. Uh, what, what's his What's his name again? That was um, Roger Waters. That was oh, that was Roger, right? Yes, Ro- Roger. Good old Roger. Good old Raji. Jesus um, Christ. So, so I'm, I'm really blowing out your eardrums today. I'm sorry, guys. Um, and so, my mind. So, Ra- so do you think I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a scenario your way? If Roger turned out to be a kinky furry, and he perfectly went to a furry reasonable assumption at this <laughs> why, point. Go ahead. Why do you always go for furries? No way. I want to use Mike. Your... Mike. Mike. Please continue. Uh, listen, Steve. Listen to the scenario. If Roger was a furry, and he went to a furry convention, do you think he would use mating calls when getting fucked? Do you think he would actually use, because he is so talented with the amount of different animals he can come out of his mouth, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be going the extra mile? Mike, I can scarcely enumerate <laughs> the ways in which you are wrong on this. First off, let's just discuss from a sheer biological perspective. If you're already getting fucked, you don't need to make the mating call. It's succeeded. You don't continue to do it while you're doing it. He, maybe if he was at the convention and making the sounds to attract someone, sure... But also, yeah. a lot of these sounds were dependent on him in the mixing room, changing the speeds of things and messing with the tape. I don't know how much of this he could actually yeah. do on his own. Yeah, Mike, it's not like you don't when you're in the middle of of uh, having uh, a uh, a uh, a certain activity with a female friend. Let's call it grooving uh, with a picked. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, when you're grooving with a picked, uh, you don't like in the middle of it go. Would you like to go to dinner next Saturday? <laughs> I know a great tapas place. <laughs> like you don't do that. You've, wait, you're already there. Wait, you, you don't? You know? Oh, Nick. <laughs> you know, I'd be frightened 
if I went to a furry convention and somebody was letting out like the noises cats make when they're having sex, holy shit. Have you ever heard that outside your window? You know why that is, Mike? Because cats have sharp penises. Uh, the male, yes, the male cats are have uh, tiny barbs on their on their penises to latch on. You know what? Sadly enough, all of this conversation is actually somewhat relevant potentially because uh, I didn't know this until I went to songfacts.com, But the album's title "Amagama" is a British slang word for sex. So you know what, Mike? Maybe maybe they were just so ahead of the curve on the furry thing, and this song was just a very long-winded attempt, because it's five minutes long, to kind of encapsulate all that into one song. Because it, it does go on. It gets... It, more animals do join the cave. What animal is that? A fox? Like what the? F- what the? That's frick a Beelzebub. Is that? uh, Mike, Mike, we all know what the fox says. <laughs> we covered it in an earlier episode. That's true. Go back which, on our what animal does safari the- episode. Yeah, which was another episode you delved deep into the psychology of furries. What does the fox say? Ah, that's a, love that song. So catchy. Uh, you know what? How many people... I got, ever since that Avatar movie came out, I just felt differently about Tails, man. I don't know. Oh, Wasn't it, wait, no, that's not their Tails. I, mean, I want to let that braids. sit for a little bit. <laughs> no, no, wait. We got to clear the air on this. It was their braids. It's not their Tails. Yeah, but their Tails are braided. Yeah, at the end, they got no, the braids that can then... They're fucking with Tails, dude. No, not not with the tails. The braid is attached to their head. No way. Are you I tell, watched are you Avatar. Trying to tell me. Are you trying to tell me that the Avatar? No, that the Avatar lady. That's her hair and not her tail. And I not the watched, hair on her tail. I watched Avatar like a month ago. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't let this. You know, I let a lot of things go, Steve. It's the N64 I'm the all over sex again. Scene right now, just to be like your rod. I just. That's it. So the listeners will have to wait while you watch a sex scene from a James Cameron movie? And if anyone can capture the all oh. of the nuance and beauty of human sexual intercourse, it's James Cameron. <laughs> Avatar extended love scene, 19 seconds in. Those are fucking tales. You know what, Mike? For the sake of this episode, oh, wait. you're right. Oh, shit. No, oh, shit. no oh. you're not. You're not oh. right. Oh, For the sake of this episode, now we're going to talk about me being right, yes? Oh, my God, you're right, Steve. They fucked with their dreadlocks. Oh, God damn it. I've been so confused my whole life. Mike has no to reason. rewrite so much fan fiction now. I, uh, it was worth the complete derailment of this part of the episode to be proven right in a, in a court of public opinion with people listening. I will still say that Avatar still made Tails sexy because she did have a tail. She just didn't fuck with her tail. That's fine. I guess it's okay. <laughs> sure. You know what, Mike? Whatever you need to save face at the convention this year, you go ahead and say it. <laughs> so I did mention that there is technically some spoken word at one point in the song. So at the very end, uh, we do get to hear the uh, the Pict, who was uh, an ancient people in Britain circa 9th century AD uh which I don't know if you need to know that in order to understand what's going on because it doesn't seem to help, but... It's the Keebler Elves! That's what you think you're hearing? Technically, those could be small furry animals if, you know, they were more bear-like. Wait, the Keebler Elves? Yeah. Would be wait, the Keebler Elves would be small furry animals if they were more bear-like. What? As in Harry. I mean, <laughs> Mike, anybody any creature would be more bear-like if they were soft and furry. Like you could make an argument that if I was soft and furry, I would be slightly closer to a bear than I would pre- previously be considered. How can a, think- how can a, how can a song that so far hasn't had any lyrics already be driving me this mad? <laughs> 
Is it the song or is it us? I, I don't know. It may be a combination. <laughs> All right. So these are where the lyrics come in. <laughs> Ah, beautiful. It's it's the old Scottish sheep fucking shepherd. No. <laughs> You're saying there's no well, other reason why he's in the cave with the animals? Why? It's he's not it's supposed to be there. It's supposed to be a small furry animals gathering in a cave and they're grooving. Grooving with a what's picked. This, what's with this a shepherd picked. doing? It's it. in the title. <laughs> with a picked. What yes. the hell is a picked? I told you it's 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 Steve, you're the history expert. Do you want to no, we're already too far off base as we are. We can't. I can't go into the history of the picks right now. I could, off the top of my head. Indigenous I, to I'm, Scotland, uh, circa 9th century AD. Uh, but the lyrics you heard were, I and a bit of mackerel, settler, rack and ruin, ran it done by the helm, my place well, I slapped me and I slapped it done in the side, and I cried, cried, cried. Uh, takes me back to when I studied in Glasgow. Uh, yeah, Mike, absolutely nothing about fudge stripe cookies in there. So I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But you know what? Maybe there's more uh, to Mike's point as the lyrics continue. Oh, wow. Sorry. The lyrics that we have pulled up are not fully accurate because um, it says, fed up with you, Claymore, your sword. Uh, out of me pocket and ran down, down, down the mountainside, which the lyrics here are written as middenstain, uh, picking the fiery horde that was fallen round my feet. So this was someone who just tried to translate the lyrics phonetically, which if you uh, have been to Scotland, it's not possible. <laughs> Nick, you gotta, you gotta take out. I feel guilty calling this nice Scottish man a sheep fucker now. No, he Mike, like no, Mike, you made your things. bed. You sleep in it. <laughs> Come on, man. You made your sheep fucking bed, and now you'll sleep in it. I don't know if you heard that brief little <laughs> ba-la-la-la. That was, um... That was Roger saying, quote, that was pretty avant-garde, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a hidden satanic message. Yes, hang on, it was here. Just like all rock music. So. (laughs) Ah, wow. And you know what? That's just as good a summary as any, because I don't know what the fuck these lyrics are talking about. (laughs) They don't... Uh, Obviously, obviously this picked has been uh, indulging in a little bit of uh, uh, mushroom hunting. If you know what I mean. Well, that let's, makes let's, sense. Let's take a peek. Let's take a peek at it. A bit of a mackerel settler, rack and ruin, ran it down by the the old hame. My place, well, I slapped me and it slapped down in the side, and I cried, cried, and cried. So he got he got beat down. Who did he get beat down by though? Well, one point later, he does say, "You rotten hound of the Bernie crew." So I guess uh, this was probably an Elizabeth Warren fan because if the Bernie crew is coming after you then it's probably just a bunch of Bernie bros. Too soon. Too soon, Nick. Too raw. (laughs) Too raw for me. I am the rotten hound of the Bernie crew, and I will snatch my claymore, and I will chase you down the mountain. (laughs) I mean, yes, in here, in the lyrics, it's spelled B-U-R-N-I-E, but that could also be a misspelling. But... Yeah, so this was... I mean, this is one member of Pink Floyd's contribution to their album. Truly, tr- truly a series of sounds, which I guess is what you could say about any song. Yeah. <laughs> this this song was a series of mistakes. Who the hell gave Roger the permission to make this shit, man? Like, <laughs> He's in the band. I think he's just allowed to. This is why the Beatles didn't let Ringo write songs. Hey, Ringo wrote Octopus's Garden. Ooh, wow, what a perennial oh. classic. That sits, comfortably, you know what? that sits comfortably in the 50s on any list of the top Beatles songs ever made. You know what? 
F you, Nick. That's right, F you. I'm not even saying the full word because you're not worth it. You know what, actually? Wow. It, it was his birthday recently. Happy happy 80th, Ringo. Because I know he listens. He'll be, the he- last, he'll be the last one standing just to prove everyone, just to be like, hey, look at me, Ringo Starr, <laughs> last man standing. That, is that going to be the name of his album? Probably. It's going to sound weird. Well, that goes without saying. But uh, that was several species of small furry animals gathered together in a cave and grooving with a pick sent by listener Mike. Thank you so much for that. And uh, Thanks, Mike. Moving on along, Mike, would you like to let us know who submitted this next song? Yes, this next one. Submitted by... Marcy! Who sent us an email. You, Marcy, right? Marcy, Oh, you yes, made it sound Marcy. like M-O-S-S-Y. Like she was in that Mouse. cave with the pict. Mousy. 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 No, no, no. Marcy, Marcy. Uh, she sent us an email for for a song by Eben Ozen called A-E-I-O-U and Sometimes Y. <laughs> on Broadway, you know, and there's this incredible looking Swedish girl having a cappuccino across the street from Lincoln Center. I started talking to her, you know, and she said her name was Lola. Her English wasn't too good, you know, but we wound up spending about five hours together just hanging out. Oh my God, they record like we record. <laughs> I guarantee he had no idea, whoever this, whoever, if this is Eben or Ozen, whoever it is, they had no idea that the record button had been hit by now. He was uh, just telling, he was just telling a Mike Russell style Intro story. <laughs> that would have been the Ozen, Robert Rosen, who was the actually in vocals. Mike, right? Mike, can we try something? Can you read the lyrics that we just got to up in this point, but say it like you were telling the story, like it happened to you, Mike Russell? Yeah, sure. So I was walking up Broadway, you know, and there's this incredible looking Swedish girl, and she's having a cappuccino across the street from Lincoln Center. And I started talking to her, you know, and uh, she said her name was Lola, and her English wasn't too good, you know, but we uh, we wound up spending about five hours together just hanging out, you know? And you know where you can spend about five hours hanging out? Here on the Song Topsy Report, where we dissect bad, bizarre, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> Holy shit, Mike, this, I think this is your dad. I think, <laughs> I think either Eben or Ozen is your dad. But, but, I've always wondered if... If I had a different paternal figure that was supposed to be in my life. Uh, but yes, this this was this is the song Robert Rosen Ozen. <laughs> this is the song A E I O U and Sometimes Y by Eben Ozen, spelled E B N hyphen O Z N. Uh, I had never heard of this song. This was apparently they were kind of a one hit wonder band. This song came out in nineteen eighty three, if you couldn't tell by the way it sounded. It was their only novelty hit, and then they kind of uh, lapsed into obscurity. This song it certainly has a unique vocal delivery. I would say I liked the Pink Floyd song's vocal delivery a little bit better, especially the part where nobody was speaking. But it's... No, you didn't. Nick, you... No way! No I way! Could... All those animals just screaming? We're on Zoom, and we could palpably tell how much you didn't want to talk about that song anymore. <laughs> you couldn't believe we lasted longer than 10 minutes on that one. <laughs> Uh, that's what she said. <laughs> I thought about it, and I was—I did. I'm not proud of that, but it was there. So, so Eben Ozen—they were kind of like an eclectic, avant-garde sort of synth-pop duo. They only released one album, and this song—the the most interesting fact I found about this song was it was recorded in 1981. And it has the distinction of being the first commercial single ever recorded entirely on a computer. It was recorded on a Fairlight CMI computer. Uh, and their album, their debut album, was the first album entirely recorded on a computer. So this this song has, has a place in history. It's the, the Howard the Duck of songs. <sighs> they revolutionized music with this. Just like Howard the Duck made Pixar a reality. 
And duck boobs. And duck boobs. <laughs> a woohoo. Oh. <laughs> All right, so for you, the listener, probably where this song is going is not apparent to you. Um, and spoiler, it won't be by the end. No, it's my brother. Steven, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, is that what it sounds like when I do it? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to do some soul searching after this episode. Uh, so Eben Ozen continues. But we wound up spending about five hours together just hanging out, you know, so we go back to my place and get high and we get really into each other, man. I mean, it was love about to happen. I'm serious. And then all of a sudden, she gets up and she says, she says, hey, I really gotta leave. Damn. Before we get Damn. into the chorus, uh, Mike, can you, like, Mike or Steve, can either of you relate to that story? Like, like is, is this songwriter grabbing you and reeling you in? Uh, yeah, I mean... No. <laughs> there was... Uh, listen, Nick, you know... We should never make assumptions about whether or not someone's digging. Absolutely. But boy, you start hanging out. Sometimes you have a lady come over, and sometimes you're hanging out in your bedroom, and sometimes you're, it's been a few hours, and then all of a sudden, you know, she starts playing music from a rock band, and then the neighbors downstairs start hitting the broom on the, on the floor, and she starts saying, you know what, we should start making a lot of noise to say, fuck, fuck your neighbors. And then all of a sudden, you're thinking, yeah, okay. She goes, let's, let's start moaning real loud. Let's, let's start making all sorts of sex noises. And I'm like, okay. And then what, what starts happening? All of a sudden, she starts humping your cabinet. And you're standing there like, what? And she's just going to town on your cabinet. I mean, like, just thrusting into it. And she's screaming and moaning. And, and you're just like, what? And then you realize you're not getting any. And... You just got cucked by your cabinet. Mike. So, yeah. Mike, what you just said would be such a better first verse to this song than what is actually there. <laughs> so I had this girl over, and, and, and the neighbors were saying we were making too much noise. And so I say, like, hey, what, 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 maybe we should make some noise, too. And she's like, yeah. And then she starts humping my cabinet. And then she's like, I gotta leave. Damn. <laughs> and then it gets into the chorus right then. She says, hey, I really gotta leave. Damn. Hey. Nick, can you explain to me, or Steve, I'm sure with your infinite wisdom, what these vowels, and sometimes vowels, have to do with hooking up? I have listened to the song once or twice. Do not enjoy the chorus. The only thing I can remotely think is the song seems to, in some way, be about miscommunication. As in, like, there's language barriers happening, there's, like, giving off, like, you know flirty vibe miscommunication happening and i think and i'm putting huge air quotes here because i do not know this i think <laughs> it's just relating to like the basic rules of grammar as in like just like your vowels that are used and the rules that they adhere to i think that's what the sometimes why is for and i think that they're somehow mixing the grammar of the english language with just miscommunication the concept so, what you're telling me is, Nick, is that this guy was sh schmooze talking, thinking this lady was obviously on board for a hookup, and then he realized that so sometimes that this, why is going to happen. That this Swedish sometimes lady is just happen. dry humping a cabinet. Yeah. She's, <laughs> she came for the furniture. There is no more greater indication as to how difficult English as a language is to learn than the concept of sometimes why. <laughs> English has so many things like sometimes why, where most of the time this is how it works, except when it doesn't. And you're like, all right, well, how the fuck is anyone supposed to learn when that happens? And Mike, I didn't want to sidetrack your story, but after sh this person was dry humping the cabinet, did you take that as, oh, no, she's actually just going to make fake sex noises? And did you just kind of say like, well then I was well then I felt weird, so I started just humping my bed. You know? And I was just like, well, I guess we're all gonna just be fucking furniture in here at this point. Ooh, and then it brings it it brings it back around full circle because 
according to the song anyway, she's a Swedish girl, and now you've got to go to Ikea because you've got to replace all that furniture. <laughs> Stay! And now you're digging, you're digging in on some sweet-ass Swedish meatballs and thinking to yourself, I didn't want the meatballs. <laughs> you go to I the wanted st- a different kind of Swedish... You go to the first checkout person you find, excuse me, I'm looking for the humpy desk. Do you know where I can get the humpy <laughs> desk? All right, so this song oh, is telling shit. a linear story. Let's hear a little bit more of where it goes. So, you know, I was really flipped out, you know, she asked me if I'm angry or something. I said, of course I'm angry, man. I, this isn't high school or anything, you know. So I'm feeling really cavalier. And I say, I'll call me, you know, if you want to. <laughs> yeah, call me if you want to. So she rang me up and she says, hey, you want to go out? Huh, do I want to go out? <laughs> this guy is very frustrated. <laughs> yeah, I picked up that asked me, hey, you want to go out? Do you want to go out? No, I asked you first. Do you want to go out? I'll, I'll go out if you want to go out. Well, that's not what I wanted to know. I want to know if you purpose, you yourself as a person wanted to go out. Well, yeah, but I will if you will. No, but give me the answer that I want to hear, which is a definite yes or no. Yeah, whatever. That's cool. Do I want to go out? Only if you want to go out. A. E. I, I hate this chorus. I don't know why they made it sound as intentionally bad as they did. The robot voice gets right to the point too. Is it's like sometimes why? Oh wait, this you know really... what? This this came out pretty close to when that uh, Scruff McGruff album came out. Maybe that same robot that appeared in the "I'm Glad I'm Me" song found work <laughs> with uh, Eben Ozen. You mean McGruff the Deep State Dog? Sorry, yes, McGruff the Deep State. Uh, check out our Instagram if you want to see Stephen's impression of McGruff the Crime Dog go off the deep end, or essentially just become exactly what he would have if he was real, i.e., the hyper-conservative Twitter troll. It's exactly what McGruff would be, Steve. You really encapsulated him into a a figure. It was rough for today's world. <laughs> oh, Mike, stop. I'm blushing. <laughs> blushing with all of that positive reinforcement. So, yeah, so this guy is frustrated and seems to be indicating, once again, there's more miscommunication. So, wait, is she, is she digging? Do you think she's digging? She went to his house. She smoked some weed. She hung out for five hours. Humped his cabinet. So she humped his cabinet. And now she's calling him up. He's like, you know, he got all frustrated. He goes, just call me if you want to hang out. So now she calls him and says she wants to hang out. Or go out. Well, I think once again, this is a new, and I'm like I said, I'm very proud of myself because there's I found no like website that discussed what this song is about. This is just my sheer experience of dissecting like 140 now some odd terrible songs. I think that this is just a new level of miscommunication happening. Like, at first, she seemed to be misreading what he thought was going to happen, and now he seems to be misreading what she thinks is going to happen. And then, of course... Alright, I fucking hate this chorus, and I just want to kind of know the rest of what happens, so I'm going to skip ahead (laughs) a little bit. Ooh! What is this, like a Tiffany solo? Oh, Mike's interested now. Mike, it was all done on a computer, though. These were all digital Yo, it doesn't timpanies. mean they're not using the timpani sounds. Yeah, they just keep hitting the E key on their computer over and over again. That's how, <laughs> yeah, I, co- that's how I That's how I composed many garage band hits back in the day. That's how I. That's how I get off my robot girlfriend. <laughs> Wait. Never mind. <laughs> I keep flicking the E key, Nick. Flicking the E key. <laughs> For extreme orgasm, just like. And then she says, "Wait, Mike, I need space." <laughs> then you gotta Wait, hit that. If I buy, if I buy a video game with the rating EO, is that what it stands for? Because <laughs> if that's the case, then oh man, this Parappa the Rappa game I've been playing is very insidious. <laughs> oh wait, 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 Mike, 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 Mike. Here's a good one. Um, do you know why your robot girlfriend is so violent? Why is my robot girlfriend so violent? Because she's charged with battery. <laughs> my kind of woman. 
Oh, I just thought of that in the moment. I'm so proud of oh, myself. That's good, Nick. That's good. <laughs> All right. Now that I'm satisfied, we can move on. <laughs> Yeah, she took me home, man. She threw me all around the room, man. I mean, this chick was really hot. Man. She was nice to me, you know. She let me keep on my cowboy boots and everything. She was all right. <laughs> Mike, is this song I mean, winning that's... you over? This guy's fucking in his cowboy boots? Is that what's happening yeah. right now? And a, a robot? Are we still on that? Is it still a robot? I have. I, I don't know. I, don't I think know Steve blacked out around the flick in the E key line. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure who the lady is at this point. If it's the Swedish lady or the robot lady? I, I think it's the Swedish lady. I think we can safely assume that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but the- like, dude, what a change of events! I mean, this guy went from Y right to the A E I O U man. Well, it makes sense because at first he was asking why, or as or as we say here in Brooklyn, a e i o u. Sometimes why you're gonna love my vowel face. Oh, uh. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't that just be your o face? You know what? It's not o. <laughs> hey, hey, Nick. Mike has a full range of sexual emotion. Okay, it's oh, not yeah, just Mike, give me o that faces. a face. I- <laughs> I have never imagined what a man giving birth would look like up until that very moment. Except in in this context, I, the sometimes why takes on a much more frightening tone. It's like, yeah, I don't know how I feel screaming why at the woman I'm having sex with. Just like, maybe if you have low self esteem. Why? <laughs> right at climax. Yeah, like why are you having sex with me? But it only happens sometimes, right, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we, we still have another verse to get through, and then we also have an entire new song. So uh, let's get to uh, the last verse here. Oh, God, I hate this. <laughs> so she took me home. I wouldn't sleep with her friends. She doesn't sleep with my friends. And anything else you do, you know, don't you tell me. Yeah. Lola, 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 Lola. And that's basically the end of the song. La, 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 Lola. It's a very different song. Lola. You know what this is, Nick? I figured it out. This is this is Oingo Boingo, but bad. I'm pretty sure Oingo Boingo is formed later than this group, but there's definitely a similarity in terms of their what they're going for. Except again, Oingo Boingo, good. General even Ozen, bad. General bounciness. That's all I can say. They have similarities with each other. So yeah, that is. And by the way, we skipped around because there's a there's a short version of the song that's about four minutes. That we were skipping around the long version, which is seven and a half minutes of this. We picked. We've picked so far. Our our listeners have picked two ep, two songs for this episode so far. That I just feel the waves of anger from Nick. Just. Uh, just burning red hot. He but couldn't even make it through most of the choruses in this one. But you know what, guys? And Mike, I'm so glad you suggested that the last song that we have to discuss is nothing but happiness. I love the last song wholeheartedly. Uh, and Oh, well, then allow me to shit on it. <laughs> you can't shit on this one, Steve. Um, the last song uh, was sent to us by a listener who, who sent it via Instagram story, and apparently we lost the name. Uh, I am, yeah, I am so sorry. Listen, whoever responded to, I believe the poll was, what's the most offensive song you have heard or something? And and this you one? answered, I wonder what's inside your butthole. And I hadn't heard of this song. And I thought you, I thought it was just someone being a little weirdo. So, but once looking it up on Spotify, I realized this listener was hilarious, loved the song, and thought it would be a great addition to the, the listener submitted episode. Oh so. yeah, because uh, unlike Evan Ozen, which came out in 1983, this song came out uh, two months ago and I was all over the news. It went viral briefly. It's wonderful. It is called I Wonder What's Inside Your Butthole. Here's a little bit of the original. 
I wonder what's inside your butthole. I wonder what's inside your butthole. Maybe there's astronauts and maybe there's aliens all inside your butthole. What's inside your butthole? I always want to know. What's inside your butthole? I always want to know. What's inside your butthole? Ah, dude. This little girl is so freaking funny, man. <laughs> I love it. This is this is Jolie. She's eight years old. Her parents were she's stuck in quarantine along with her parents, along with all of us. And uh her mom wrote that she she posted this on Twitter and said, quote, my kid wrote a song called I Wonder What's Inside Your Butthole. Quite honestly, it slaps. And I agree a hundred percent, Lisa. So yeah, I could have sworn I could have sworn Nick wrote two of the articles I saw about this because when I looked up information about this, the the first one was this one that Nick's looking at now that says it slaps, and then the other one I looked at called it a bop, and I'm like, oh fuck, Nick wrote both of these. <laughs> um, those yeah, are, I, w- those I would call are real Nick terms. This right song there. is a, are, really this are. song is a bop. It, it is the definition of a bop. It is not a straight up banger. It is a bop, and I love it for that. One of these days, Nick, you are going to have to codify this like Hammurabi's code. Oh, there will be a song Topsy book. Believe, believe you me. So, uh, according to her mom, uh, Joe Lee has always been super performative and the funniest person I've ever known. And she added that her daughter is always making up songs and lyrics are her strong suit, which I can also agree with. Now, oh. what I like is if that song sounded a little rough around the edges, you know, that was kind of more of like a demo recording. There are people who have added a variety of actual music to it. And this is probably the uh, most well-known one. I wonder Did the fucking killers make this remix? <laughs> I Mr. Butthole. <laughs> I mean, the production does sound pretty similar. <laughs> Coming out of your butthole and I'm doing just fine. Gotta, gotta get down. Cause I'm covered in shit. <laughs> How did I end up like this? Maybe astronauts, maybe aliens. Yes, Steve. I feel like I'm freshman in college again. It has been, it has concluded. This song was uh, co-written by the Killers. Now, because oh, I love that. Because this can't just be unambiguously fun. Uh, obviously, the the majority of humanity, which is decent and good, I have to believe, loves this song. The song went viral. Everybody loves this little girl. The song is great, but. <laughs> There were a variety of articles written on this, and I just happened... But here comes the internet. Well, I, oh, boy. I just happened to uh, find... The, the the first article I clicked on was the BuzzFeed News one, and they have a comment section, and I should have gotten warned because the top comment so far as of this writing is, wow, so many Karens here. Getting slightly worried, Ugh. I scrolled down a little bit more... And the first thing I saw was from someone named uh, David Michael, who says, quote, that kid did not write this song. Bet money. Because, of course, <sighs> of course, you're going to bring up the fact that this, this, this kid's parents wrote the song for them, and then they filmed it so they could go viral, because that's how virality works and how the internet works. Yes, I hey. wonder what's inside your butthole could only have been masterminded by the mind of an adult. Yeah. Well, that's what's, that's what's the, the only comment there is true. No child could write this music, except perhaps Mozart. And I, I mean this in the best way possible. This song right here. I wonder what's inside your butthole. I wonder what's inside your butthole. I can absolutely believe an eight-year-old came up with that. Oh, 100%, Nick. Are you kidding me? She probably, probably was just I'm sure like, there's another comment like, she's not even really playing the guitar. <laughs> I bet yeah, she's she not even that, a real. She didn't play that chord. <laughs> I bet she's not even a real person. She's a deep fake. Um, a, she's lip syncing. Another <laughs> comment was from 
and I, I, I don't, I have no problem saying these names because these are Facebook comments and their full names are there. From Lucretia Perisco Lamas says, "Quote: What has special this girl? A parent that like make videos and share it? The girl, one word, not sing, not play guitar, and has not three years, has eight exclamation point dot dot dot." <laughs> Wow, she really expects a lot of adulthood out of eight-year-olds. If that's like... what you could derive from that. But the the, the creme de la creme, though, is uh, Carol Green. I'm not even going to read her whole thing because she wrote like a mini book. She says, quote, The parents must be inexperienced airheads. From this point on in this child's life, they're going to have to muzzle the tyke in restaurants, school, church, grandma's house, funerals, parties, and grocery stores because that little girl has quickly grown to enjoy the taste of what is inside her butthole. She thinks she's funny. She's become a star. She's replayed the video at least a hundred times to know it makes her friends and relatives laugh. Her next song will be far grosser. Maybe I wonder what's inside my vagina. What's inside my (laughs) vagina? Inside my vagina my vagina she'll be singing at birthday parties in front of a christmas tree on the bus little boys are going to enjoy teasing this little blister what's inside my bladder will make the top 100 what's inside my intestines will turn heads so thank you mr and mrs word the parents names and thank you buzzfeed I you know it. what carol green you know fucking what i hope this girl does get her netflix special and can just you know you have to watch it i bet you will watch it too and, you, and then you'll find out what's in her vagina and who the heck knows what's gonna be in there? God, Carol, it could be light it could bulbs, be marbles. It could be. <laughs> we won't know. Her music career is just beginning, and also it could be a price chopper. Who knows? Also, you can see the little thumbnail image of the person because, it, like I said, it's Facebook comments. And Carol Green looks like she's about to kick a kid into an oven. <laughs> <laughs> she looks hungry. That she's is staring the best head description on description of an old lady, and she's staring oh. head on into the camera. Good God. Oh. So of course, you know, obviously these are. This is not the majority of stuff, but Jesus Christ, it's it's. You just can't have a good thing because this is unambiguously a good thing. Also, can I just say how weird it is for a Facebook commenter, in this case, Carol Green, someone's grandma, it looks like, talking about this little girl's vagina? No, that was that was weird, man. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Well, she, you know what? This the Carol Green hates hates female comedians. Hates fun. Hates fun. Hates having a good time. Hates just being ridiculous. I mean, she's talking about aliens and astronauts in people's buttholes. That's hilarious. Like, what's why is she gotta like try to think it's gonna be? Won't won't she? Well, won't she be smarmy when she's proven right? And this kid is the new uh, what's what's her face? The Mama June girl. What's her name? Mama June. Yeah, what was her name that had the reality show? The little girl who was like oh. Honey Boo Boo Child. Yeah. Then was Carol that, Green will know Vic, uh, will know victory. Where's Honey Boo Boo from? Good God, pop culture moves so fast. I've already forgotten. That's I want to see Garfunkel and Oates. Garf, you know Garfunkel and Oates. Yeah, I know Garfunkel yes. and Oates. I think they need to call up this little girl's parents and make this song happen. Like, I think they could have a lot of fun. The other thing I really loved was. Um, her parent. This was another quote her parents said. They said, quote, Lisa said Jolie is relatively aware that people have listened to her song and that they really like it, but that doesn't impress her. Quote, Jolie will ponder that for a moment, then ask, quote, did Doja Cat see it? Which is her only barometer for fame, said Lisa. The singer is apparently her biggest <laughs> idol. Uh, who is another Song Topsy alumni from a listener-submitted episode, ironically enough. So it's nice that she has her role <laughs> Song models, Topsy too. Song Topsy alumni. But, uh, well, I hope Doja Cat gets I bet Doja Cat will get a kick out of this. Oh, I'm After, sure she will. Uh, By the way, Doja Cat, and I don't want to say we should take total credit for this because this was a listener-submitted song, but Doja Cat is now like one of the top 30 biggest artists in the world currently, and I think our podcast might have something to do with that. It's the bump. It's the song topsy bump. It it's real. Yes. It's here. We covered Drake. Right, we covered folks. Justin Anytime Bieber. Anytime you hear an artist on... <laughs> Just... Guys, one at a time. 
Do you think Takashi's music video uh, that went viral recently went viral before we discussed it? Maybe. I don't actually know the timeline. Yeah, but then he also did a song with um, with Nicki Minaj. So who's to say? Another this guy's been doing nothing alumni. but slamming hits after he's been on the Sontopsy report. And I think, at least I, I really hope that Joe Lee here will receive that same patented song Topsy Bump. We're rooting for you, Joe Lee! We are. Get after it! And there's a whole bunch of other... <laughs> I can't... I was going to say, I can't wait to be the Salieri to this eight-year-old girl's Mozart. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's one beautiful. One day, she... One day, I've devoted myself to... Ch- to songs about buttholes my entire life, and she does it in one day. <laughs> I just see you reading the lyrics on old parchment and just sobbing. It's so beautiful. What is inside my butthole? I really want to know. Uh, but there's a, there's a whole bunch of other remixes on the internet. Many of them are great, so check them out if you are so inclined. But that is, I wonder what's inside your butthole. Yeah, I think it's also even on Spotify, like a whole. Yeah, Mike found a version of it on Spotify. It's great. It is Added it to my playlist. <laughs> and so I'm glad I'm glad that we did end on that. Nick, note. this is the happiest you've been all episode. Absolutely. The, 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 <laughs> this is just an adorable little girl singing a song about buttholes. Which <laughs> I guess sounds kind of weird when I say it out loud, but it's cute. It's wholesome. I like it. It's buttholesome. Buttholesome. If you put together a Venn diagram of things that make Nick happy, the one circle would be eight-year-old girls, and the other <laughs> circle would be buttholes. <laughs> and then you smash them together, and right there in the middle of the Venn fuck diagram, you. it says Nick Brigadier. Oh, my God. Oh, no. no. I don't no. even know. Steve, you might have to go in the timeout corner for that one. I... You are getting in a timeout, Steve, for that. Oh, thank God. How long can it last? Can it last another episode? How about uh, three? <laughs> it can at least last until the next episode. And speaking of which, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Uh, as we stated at the top, if you have bad, bizarre, noteworthy music you want us to discuss, please uh, send it to us. You uh, Apparently now, uh, Instagram stories are a way to do so, but also Instagram DMs, Twitter, or on Facebook, or just the good old-fashioned email at thesongtopsyreport at gmail.com. And you can follow me personally on my Twitter and Instagram. Just search for Nick Brigadier. I'm, I think, one of the only ones who exists. And uh, Mr. Mike Russell, where can we find you? You can find me on my Instagram at MrMikeRussell.com. That's MrMR.dot. And, uh, yeah, like Nick said, you know, like, uh, check us out on the... On the Santopsy report. Oh my God. Yep, that's the name of the podcast. <laughs> Mike, fucking... Mike, are you okay? Am, Mike, are you okay? I am dying under this blanket fort, boys. Well, her, <laughs> like... Yes, Mike is under a blanket fort to deaden the sound because that's how much he cares about the show and you by proxy too, listeners. Uh, so, Mike, yes, wrap, wrap yeah, up you so know you can what get out. stroke sounds like. Yeah. Uh, okay. But uh, yeah, like Nick said, you know, check us out on, uh, on the Spotify, the Apple Podcast, DabberDoubleProductions.com. Throw us a review, please. Five stars, preferably. And let us know some of your bizarre, noteworthy, or terrible song suggestions for our next listener-submitted episode. Email it in. Instagram it in. Respond to one of the Instagram stories, the Facebook stories, whatever's going on. And, uh, yeah, get at us because we love hearing from you. And, Steve, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at YourManTrollo. Uh, you can find my uh, my neck in between Nick's powerful hands uh, as he chokes the life out of me uh, for various reasons, uh, real and imagined slights. And uh, uh, and yeah, on uh, my personal website, stephentrollinger.com. And every week here on the Song Topsy Report, except for the next three weeks, because I'll be in a timeout. Um <laughs> And uh, and I'll see you, I'll see you next time. A well deserved timeout. And until then, I'm Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And I'm in the midst of a new work, and I call it Requiem for a Butthole. <laughs> and we will see you next week. Take care.